Good morning, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I am your host, Sarah Arnold, and today I want to talk about some things that I've noticed about myself, and then, you know, some revisit some different pairings, I guess, for lack of a better term. And here's the observation that I made, right? Let me backtrack and say, I started another podcast, and with this one, it's basically like a serialized audiobook where I'm reading my autobiography that I've got, that I'm in progress on, right? And what I'm noticing as I'm reading it aloud is just how emotionally unavailable I am. And by that, what I mean, or was, maybe, I'm trying to get better, right? Anyhow, so by that, what I mean is like, Here's the observation, right? You can take away what you will from this. I've noticed I've had a lot of fucked up shit happen to me. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I know other people have had more fucked up shit come come up in their lives. But I've had a lot of fucked up shit happen to me, especially over the last few years. And the takeaway that I have from all of the experiences and the realization of it is this. I can tell anybody the story of what happened to me, right? Like, I can tell anybody about these events that occurred and let them absorb whatever they want in terms of what exactly is the gravity of that situation, you know? Like, I'll let them determine for themselves how they believe that it impacted me based on the story itself. And it's interesting because I've noticed this tendency can make me come across as very emotionally available or very open. But the reality of the situation is that in the context of these conversations that I've had with people, you know, and they're all still people that are relatively close to me in my mind, but at no point in any conversations about any of these things have I ever gotten into, you know, how, how does this make me feel? Because for whatever reason, it seems as though, first of all, having feelings is something that I have a very hard time, um, processing and really getting in touch with, especially in the context of Um, connecting with another person. Um, One of the biggest challenges that I am facing almost constantly is not shutting down my emotions and going into my logical mind, you know, Um, allowing myself to be open to the feelings that I'm having and to actually feel them identify them and process them rather than just shifting gears into that logical part of my brain and shutting down any emotional aspect of the self. So I'm not really sure how I developed this as a coping skill, but I did. 
Now, I can assume, but I don't know that my assumptions would be accurate or correct in any capacity. Because, I mean, here's the thing that I'm noticing from my experience in my current living environment, right? The closer I get with my family, and my and when I say family, I really mean my siblings because, you know, let's be real. Um, that's who I'm spending most of my spare time with since I've relocated is with my siblings because I have no other social structure here. And to be fair, like, I don't even know if I'm going to, you know, entertain the idea of building a social structure outside of the family. Like, I don't know. I'm not peeply. But anyhow, I'm noticing that the longer I'm here, the more I will get into conversations with my siblings about our family and then our upbringing and things of that nature. And what's interesting to me is that, like, I don't remember shit, okay? Let's just throw that out there right now. There's a lot that I don't remember. I remember, like, and maybe this is why, I remember certain feelings from growing up, but in terms of, like, actual events, there's a huge gray area that's just, you know, it's kind of blank. And so, hearing about these things that occurred um, when we were younger, like things that I don't remember that seem to be kind of common occurrences, what I'm realizing is my feelings aren't wrong. Um, we were raised in a pretty chaotic environment, at, at least when parents were present. And then, for the most part, they weren't is also a very heavy emphasis. And so I think to some degree or another, obviously, um, being raised by people that are unavailable or, you know, emotionally unstable has led to this coping skill of not allowing myself to have emotions because I don't want to be that volatile person you know, not dissimilar to the example that was set for me, because at the end of the day, um, it seems to me that there was a lot of volatility in emotions, especially with the people that I was surrounded by growing up, you know? I mean, my mother would pretty much go back and forth from being explosively angry to, I don't know what sort I'm looking for, just beyond depressed, you know, it's like she would be drowning in the abyss, and then my dad would be, you know, either this upbeat life of the party kind of guy, or again, explosive when it came to his temperament, and at the end of the day, we got the dichotomy of basically being raised by Eeyore and Tigger, you know, when mom and dad were present. And it's just, it's like I shut it down. So at some point or another, in dealing with these people, I shut it down. And 
in my subconscious mind, I determined that this isn't what I want to be. And because that's not what I want to be, I my coping mechanism was to just go directly into my intellectual side. Anytime something of an emotional nature or anytime there's something that has the potential for volatility or exposure or weakness comes up, it's it's somehow ingrained that I automatically will shift gears from being, you know, in my heart space, so to speak, to being in my head. And this is how I protect myself from having these volatile emotions is to just not have any and shut it completely down, tuck it away somewhere, some random place and keep going. Um, so yeah, I find this very fascinating to realize that this is how, like, I, I learned, I must have learned intellectualizing at a very young age and compartmentalizing at a very young age in terms of how to survive within the parameters of the household. And, like, I don't know, it's fucking weird. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I don't know how else to describe that. I'm like, it's just very bizarre because, you know, I'm sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that there have been moments in which I was exposed either directly or indirectly to adult concepts that my fucking brain, you know, couldn't really understand. And I'm sure, like, a hundred percent that there had to have been moments in which I was some kind of a sounding board for somebody in some kind of capacity that as a child I was ill-equipped for because there there are some really pervasive life themes that I mean like I can think back and I remember being told you know that like when I was a kid I was like five going on 30, you know? So think about that for a minute. Like think about a five-year-old, a five-year-old child, the last one you interacted with, and think about the things that they embody and what is normal behavior for a five-year-old, okay? And what's a normal mindset for a five-year-old? And I'm like trying to fucking wrap my own mind around the concept of like five going on 30 I'm like Jesus Christ like kill me now <laughs> you know <laughs> like I you know like we're being called like an old soul you know or whatever um another thing that was a very heavy theme that I remember is like I don't really remember being what I would call like happy as a kid like I was always a very serious child and so I can't help but think 
at some degree, you know, to some capacity or, or some degree, that the reasons why I was such a serious child is because I've been dealing with adult concepts, if, if not on a conscious level, on a subconscious level, you know, like since birth essentially within the parameters of a family structure and I think maybe that's the thing that makes me not dissimilar to my oldest brother you know because at the end of the day like when I listen to him talk there seems to be a very common theme of absentee parents and being responsible for the siblings and in listening to him talk you know in these stories and his memories I'm thinking to myself like really like if I actually am processing the information that I'm receiving I'm like dude like you've basically been a father since you were fucking born and so <laughs> um one of the things that seems to be really impactful of him and his development is this it's again the principle of being thrown into these adult concepts at entirely too young of an age and so that's where the similarity is. It's just, I think the context in which he was dealing with the adult concepts was different than the context that I was in, you know, the dynamics of the household. Like, I can't help but wonder, how long have I been playing the role of therapist to my mom, you know? And I say this because of one of the more recent conversations that I had with her in which, you know, she called me to talk about something that was bothering her. And it was because she thought I would understand. And then, you know, I'm, I'm a good listener. Which is something I hear a lot from people. Is that I'm a good listener. And, you know, I give good advice and all this other stupid shit pertaining to that, right? But, realistically speaking when I think about my own behavior patterns and how I interact with other people and the fact that, you know, I basically put myself into these situations where it's like self-sacrificing and there's always some fucking underdog, you know, that I feel obligated to rescue or whatever. And seeing the people that um, happen, you know, the other parties in these situations, right? Like I, what I see in myself is like, this is, this is an unhealed wound. You know what I mean? Like this is mommy issues a hundred percent or like this is daddy issues a hundred percent and how these things are acting out within my life. And to me, my takeaway right now, and it's kind of like, is that I have a, I tend to play therapist to fucking broken ass people. And I think the reason why 
is because I've been programmed to do this literally since I was fucking born. Because, and I can only assume because I don't fucking know, like, I don't remember. But I feel like any of the quality time that I spent with my mother um, when I was young, like, really young, was basically listening to whatever was fucking going on with her. Like, this is the only assumption that I can make, just based on, you know what I mean? Like, circumstances, environment, and how I've developed, and, you know, seeing how my brother's developed, and everything to that effect, is, like, this is what I was born into. Like, I feel confident. I've been listening to whatever the fuck crazy shit my mom's had to say, like, literally for, you know, any time we spent quality time together. And so, on a subconscious level, like, I have been programmed to be this great listener and this fucking, you know, working therapist for any and all of the broken people that are within my surroundings. I mean, and it's not dissimilar to my brother. And I say that because, like, he's been this surrogate father for his siblings forever. And now if you flip that and you take that into a professional setting... Like, he's some fucking high-ranking manager within a company. And realistically speaking, if you put that family structure into a company, that's a fucking parent. You know what I mean? And so, fucking case in point, like, (laughs) and it's humorous and it's not at the same time, like, is that we are literally the embodiment of the things that we were raised to be based on the fucking environment we were born into, you know? And it's funny and it's kind of eye-opening and it makes me very curious. Like, I would love to have this kind of conversation with somebody that's not a member of my family, you know? Especially the more the more I'm processing and understanding all of these peculiar idiosyncrasies of uh, development within obviously our family structure because it's what's familiar to me like I would love to have this kind of a conversation with somebody that is not in my family structure and kind of fumble fuck my way through um, figuring out how did you be you know what I mean like it's all about the fucking how like the how and the why like how and why do you become the person you're becoming you know like inquiring minds want to know how has how has your family structure made you into what you are you know and, and I don't know it's fascinating to me it's very fascinating to me and uh yeah so this is what I'm sitting with right now and because of that like obviously if I'm in the role of therapist to some other motherfucker, you know, in a therapeutic environment, or, you know what I mean? Like, the therapist is really, like, the emotionless analytical individual in that, right? And so, for lack of a better way of putting it, it's like I've been fucking programmed. (laughs) Like, so this is, like, an automatic response. Like, I'm not thinking about, you know, going into this part of my brain and like shutting down my emotions I'm just doing it because 
this is how you cope and this is how you survive when you're dealing with the musings of a fucking crazy person is you don't become that you do the exact opposite of whatever the fuck that is you know because obviously whatever it is that you're seeing is unsafe you know whatever it is that you're experiencing is unsafe and so what you do is you become the opposition of that example that's being set for you and that's exactly what's happened to me and I don't like I don't know how to shut it off <laughs> and actually let myself feel sometimes and yeah like I mean if you've actually been listening to this the entirety of this podcast you understand what I mean because realistically speaking all of these different episodes are a back and forth, you know, from one extreme to the other. Like, this is 100%. Like, if you're listening to this, this is 100%. Like, you're getting two things listening to this podcast. You're either getting raw emotion or you're getting pure intellect. And sometimes this is intellect that is basically analyzing the emotion, right? And so, if you listen to the dichotomy of this that's all that I'm doing. Like all that I'm doing is like, fuck, I'm processing my emotions with my brain and talking out loud about it as I'm doing it. And that's, you know what I mean? There's some episodes where it's like, it's really raw and it's very emotional and there's a lot of feel in there, right? There really is. But that's not the majority of these episodes, is it? Think about that. And yeah, that's interesting for me to think about because that's exactly what this is. Like, the more I, you know, process that shit, that's all it is. And the other thing that fascinates me too, though, is my other two siblings. Because I got my reminder when I came down here of uh, one side of my sister that I don't see very much. Which is that she can be really bossy. And my other brother can be either, like, really passive or, like... He's got some capacity for that level of emotional volatility that was inhabited by both of my parents. And so what's interesting to me is realistically, like the level of passivity that they ascribe to in their day-to-day -day lives, because I think this is their version of being in opposition to mom and dad the examples that were set for us. And so, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of interesting um, things that are at play. And I know it sounds fucked up, but to some degree or another, it kind of makes me want to interact with them more just so I can get into the nitty gritty of their psychology too, you know? And because... I don't know, there's something fascinating to me about, you know, the family structure and then also like the dichotomy of how different people within the same family structure have similar connected yet different experiences and how that plays out in terms of how they develop as people and who and what they become, you know, because I can say like with almost 100% certainty that our family structures are extremely impactful 
of our surroundings and the lives we build when it comes to getting into adulthood. You know, like looking at my own family, like I'm 100% certain of this. And I really like am uh, inspired, for lack of a better way of putting it, to have more dialogue with others, you know, and really break apart their experiences and their family structure to see, you know, like, what's the pattern? Because we all have them. It's just what we choose to do with those things. And that's the thing that I think really makes everybody unique as individuals is how all of these experiences impact them and their response to it in the long run, you know? I don't know. This is just, again, rambling about bullshit because this is what this is. So in the meantime, everybody, I hope you have a great night, day or whatever, and be well.